check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donoghue, and delighted to be joined in studio by the sports editor of the Anglo-Celt, Paul Fitzpatrick, as we look back over a hectic weekend in the Hotel Kilmore Senior and Intermediate Club Championships, as well as the Cully's Craft Bakery Junior Club Championship in Cavan. We'll also be looking ahead to Cavan Miners taking on Kerry in the All-Ireland semi-final this coming Sunday in Crow Park. And we'll have a quick look over the um, the Ladies' Club Championships, which are down to semi-final stage. And I think that's taking place this weekend, but we'll bring all that to you. Paul, again, mad busy weekend. Yeah, another 20 games, Damien, usual at this stage. That's, it, it nearly becomes second nature to you. Yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're not born out, though. No, well, not this weekend, because there's no championship games. There's only... There's only uh, all county football league, and then we're in Crow Park on Sunday, so not too bad. I suppose it was uh, some people were were questioning why the decision was made, but the correct decision by the county board that in order for the last round of championship games, the league part of the championship games to be run off fairly, I think they want to run them all at the one time, and in order to do that, they wouldn't have had enough um, time over the weekend on the Friday and the Saturday. Um, and they also would have struggled with venues, so you know they, they kind of had to pull them. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Ah, look at. Um, I I think most things would be glad enough. I saw some people on Twitter saying it was a joke and all that. I can't see why it's a joke. It would probably be a joke if they put championship games on when you weren't when you're expecting no games. But pulling mm. games, I I don't think it's not going to affect very much. Yeah, and it gives teams a week. It's been a hectic three weeks. It gives teams a week maybe to nurse some some wounds and get the get fellas back fit as well. So the only difficulty will be that if there's playoffs, they're going to be the following Wednesday night and then into a quarter final. So you could have a your last league game of the championship, a playoff and a quarter final in the space of seven days. So yeah, well that that's that'd be tight enough. But look at um, such is such the, is the way of the world. Look at looking back on the Hotel Kilmore Senior Championship, it started off with a a bit of a pop more than a bang on Friday night. Calvin Gales, you were at this game, um just in complete control against Rammer. Oh, completely in control. They they uh were disappointing. I felt they were bullied from the start really. Um I thought the Gales just the Gales just walked all over Rammer very early in the game. Um Connor Bradley, I suppose, got seemed to be targeted. Three different Ram- or three different Calvin Gales players marked him, and all got yellow cards. He was flattened after about ten seconds off the ball. Whatever happened there, I didn't see what happened. But Bradley was there for a couple of minutes, and you know he he's the creative force um, going forward for Rammer, and the Gales knew that. And look, the Gales are mean and lean, and mm-hmm. they're back in their pump. Their selector Carl Crotty was sent off at one stage in the game, and. Uh, he was jeered by the Rammer people and he just pointed up to the scoreboard as he made his way up. <laughs> and that's the Gales back in their pomp and they have that swagger about them. And the aura is back as well. And you can see that because they've, they've been gone the last couple of years. Like it's How quickly we forget how dominant Calvin Gales were a couple of years ago. There was, a, there was a point there a couple of years ago where they very rarely lost a game. Maybe seven, six, seven years ago. Yeah. And then they started to lose the odd game. Like I remember Jim Goon beating them in the league match. Red Hills beating them in the league match. Balignan bet them in a group stage of a championship 
Krasarahan the same. So the aura was diminishing bit by bit. Billy in a knockout quarterfinal. A quarterfinal around 2000 and uh, 10 or 11. Yeah. 12, I think it was, actually, when Mullahorn won the championship. So there used to be, there used to be uh, an aura about them. They lost it, but they've got it back now. They've played 13 games this year and they've won all 13 by an average of 8.75 points. Now, to be specific. Yeah, I looked it up. So that's that's interesting, but... If I was Jason O'Reilly, I would I would rather have had my team tested a little bit more. Like they, they've come through everything with flying mm-hmm. colours, but we don't know yet how they're going to react. Number one, when they play a team that's going to front up to them physically, and number two, when when they're in a tight game, because they're yeah. blowing everyone away early. Like against Arva, their first two scores were two goals. Against Ramford, their first score was a goal. So they're getting the leg up early. They're getting men back. They're very hard to break down, and they've power and pace in all sorts of positions. So look, and they've got lo- loads of firepower, but. They haven't yet been tested. Now, they've played Rammer, we'll say. They've played the champions and they've hammered them. So I'm not using that as a stick to beat Calvin Gales with that they haven't been tested. But It's they, not their fault. Yeah, it's but, not their fault. But they to find out a wee bit more about themselves, they need to be put to the to the wire. Yeah, and they're going to need to play. The only teams that are going to give them a tough game is a team that's going to stand up to them physically because they're very physical. As I said about mm. the, the treatment Bradley got, they're a physical outfit, the Gales now. And they always wear, like, and when the Gales were... At their best, people used to say, oh, you, you need to hit the gears, you need to walk into them. Rubbish. They were as tough as old boots. Like, you, you you talk about hitting the likes of Chesty and Enda King and those fellas, they'd laugh at you. They were tough men. Yeah. And they're, they've got that tough, mean streak about them again now. Like At one stage last Friday night, they were 10 or 12 points up. Paul Graham came racing through the middle and he fired a shot. I don't know that he go for the top corner, but it was a goal chance. It was inches over the bar and I looked to the sideline and Jason O'Reilly had his head in his hands. And I was like, Jesus, that's some reaction for a team that's 12 points up and got a point. Mm. But it, then it, the, it just occurred to me, they wanted to bury Rammer. They wanted to make a statement. And they're, they're probably hurting after a couple of bad years, but they're right back where they were. I don't know if you could say where they were, but they're, they're right back. Top of the pile. Top of the pile. So look, they're the team to beat. And the only team, I thought Balanya, uh, haven't seen them against Slack, and I thought, well, Balanya have got something, found something, their groove again. Balanya are a very seasoned team. You know, they're a team of men a lot of fellas in their late 20s being around the block and I thought Balanya might be a team that might trouble them but they were disappointed against Casarahan mm-hmm. so you know Rammer are going to improve they have to bring back the likes of Colin Maguire or Mark McGee they both arrived home from the States last Friday it's too too late to play uh, they're coming back Simon McCadden will be back in a couple of weeks um, Killian Maguire has got an injury he, he'll be back soon their goalkeeper Liam Brady's in Australia I think he'll not be around but they have fellas to come back uh, but they're going to need every one of them. And Brian O'Connell, of course, but he'll not be back, I don't think, until the last stages, yeah. if at all. So um, they've lost Bradley now to a red car, straight red, so he's missing against Arva. Um, and they're kind of lucky, in a way, that they, they got Arva, because no disrespect to Arva, but they haven't won a game yet. And you would feel that were a little bit vulnerable without Conor Bradley and Brian O'Connell for their next game. Um, but mm. you should they should still have enough to beat Ar- Arva, but you wouldn't know, because I have a great time for Arva. I think they're a good, honest team. And uh, we'll take confidence from the point they got the last. But if they had it got, uh, you know, two points against. If Arva had it got two points against Lavi, they'd be going in with a bit more confidence and maybe a bit more to chase. I know they'll be looking at saying three points might just scrape us through into a playoff or some, you know, with other results going their way. But at the end of the day, they're they are going to be backs to the wall. Like so, therefore, they'll test their their motivation. It will, yeah, it will. Well, the the other thing is, um, you're playing. Even if you go into a relegation playoff, you're playing Play for, for who you play against. Mm. But then again, 
you know, it's, there's not going to be a massive difference between ninth and 14th in it. Nine plays 14. There's mm. not going to be a huge difference. I, I know that I wouldn't like to play Mullerhorn in that because I can't see Mullerhorn going a full season without winning a the game. They're going to pick up a win. one game to win. And that's, that Mullerhorn, you know, it's a cliche, but they can lift it. And they have steadily improved. They were very poor against Kingscourt the first day. A little bit sure. better against Goodhill. And actually played fairly well last week against against Crusher. I was at that game in Ballymacue and they were winning coming into the last quarter and got hit with two sucker punches, two goals in the space of 30 seconds. And still battle back. Endo O'Reilly's back in a bit of form. Ray Lynch is back in the team. Philip the Gunner Brady is getting fitter. Was I right? Last week on the podcast, I said there was rumours that Paul the Gunner Brady was. was yeah, he back. came on. He came on. Yeah, my uh, sources were, were fairly accurate. He came on. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, someone else came on. At one of their other old well, stages. Daniel or not Daniel? It's Raymond Lynch. Raymond Lynch started Nanner. the game. Nannery didn't come on. I don't think he was tugged out. Um, Matthew Hines had a great game for them. I have to mention him. Um, and yeah. Endo O'Reilly. Two boys are excellent. Uh, Hines, like, Hines is a great addition for Dublin native, living in the parish. And he's been a great player for the last couple of years. He had a mighty game. But it brings us on to another point, Damien, that I meant to bring up with you. Um, it was a great advertisement for bringing games out of Breffney Park. And I spoke to several people at the game, and they were buzzing. They were loving it. And they were saying, what an atmosphere this is. The place was in great shape. I, I couldn't believe it. I was coming from Virginia. And that, that game was delayed due to an injury to David Phillips by 70 minutes. He was fine afterwards, thanks be to God. But So I was legging it down to, to Bally McHugh for that crush down Mullerhorn mm. game. It was a little bit late. And I couldn't believe the amount of cars that were around. And There's, there's not a massive car park anywhere, but I couldn't get over. And I, I even coming in, I was buzzing. I was thinking, look at the crowd for this one. Like a and, festival. Oh, here. The, the, the pitch was rock hard. Uh, it was in great shape, the play, but it was bone dry. It was a lovely, warm evening. And the crowd were on the top of the field. And it was... Uh, killer v kill stuff. The hits going in were we, serious. There was we, punches we thrown and everything. A few years ago, didn't we? It was Paul Brady, the Hambler, the Gunner, who said that they should pull all games out of Kingspan Breffney and put them into these sort of club venues because you do get those sort of defences so close to the line that you're getting the atmosphere. It builds like a cauldron. Like it, I think it was a valid point. Oh, great point. And like I have said this to county board officials before, and what I've always been told is that they've tried it and it affects the gate. That people will come into Breffney. It's a little bit more comfortable in Breffney. Mm. You've got the shop there and you've got the PA and you can sit down in your seat, your usual spot. If it rains, you can get cover. Yeah, all that stuff. But, and plus Breffney is, is central to an awful lot of clubs. Yeah. Like it's only 10, 15 minutes for most places. Whereas if you're in if you're in Red Hills or or uh, Beltorbid or something like that, you're not going to go to Bally McHugh to watch that game. Whereas you might tip into Cavan. But I think it should be tried. I think regardless of the gates we have a lot more games now with this new system so that's going to make up for the gates the gates are strong anyway in the last couple of years they've been they've been holding steady or going up there's been no big plummet in, in the gates I think uh, that should be tried I always remember when, when Banty McNaney took over Monaghan and the first thing he did was take their National League games out of Clonus and he went to Scottstown Bally Bay Blaney for games it was bringing it was he had a different idea for it but he it was bringing clubs and people together it was bringing the team around the county and getting people behind them, but it was also making their home games, where they're making the visitors go, go into a fortress. And mm. like, we're talking about improving the club championship, McCavin. You can improve it significantly with that one move. From quarterfinals on, Breffney, but for group games and that, crush it on Mullerhorn, having a Bally McHugh, brilliant atmosphere. We want our players to be exposed is, to this. Is part of it too, though, that, and you've been at other games, you were in Virginia before that, and 
Crushlaw is a massive parish and Mullahorn's a fairly big parish and they're both neighbouring on Ballamacue. Like there's not there's not too many locations that are as central as Ballamacue between yeah. Crushlaw and Mullahorn's population. So part of it is that Oh yeah, oh that, without a doubt. Like but see, you'd have to be very smart in your fixture making. Like if you ha- if you have Garn and Kingscourt, you can't get a better venue than Virginia for and that's just it. And yeah. it's not it's a trek for everyone, but that's just the way of it because they're at the opposite end of the county. But um like that game in, in Virginia had the makings of a good game. Just the Kings got a great start. They were two six to a point up. Phillips got injured, and over an hour of a delay, and then it petered out. And actually, going to won the remainder of the game. But uh, I was impressed with I was impressed with Kingsford. And I think there, if any team is going to trouble the Gales, I think it's going to be them. Looking at Killigarry and Lacken, um, it was Saturday evening in Balanya. Um, by all accounts, it, it sounded like a, an entertaining game. Anyway. But Thomas Galligan, the, the word we're hearing is that he had an absolute storm in the middle of the field. Yeah, I heard. Well, I heard from different people who were at the game. Um, I heard he was brilliant in the air. It's mm. very spectacular in the air. Um, but I heard from different people different takes on Thomas's performance. Some some of them said he wasn't brilliant. Some of them said he was unbelievable. So it's all in the, It's all about opinions. This game, but That's it. Uh, yeah, no. Look at he's he has been going well. Lacking came from behind to 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 steal the win there. They did, they did, and it was an important win. And again, it goes back to the old thing of whose need is greater. You always have to keep that in mind when you're when you're gambling, and I don't. <laughs> so don't gamble or don't keep it in mind. <laughs> I don't you keep it in definitely mind. Definitely don't keep it in mind. Yeah, I, I did tip up a bet last week, Damien, but it didn't come through. I yeah. think the only leg of it that came up was Simonstown, and I think I might have had Cook Collins, but uh, was it Lavi let me down, and also uh, Gauna. Gauna, and I think I might have thrown Balian in too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Cuthill uh, and Cuthillins, you, you mentioned there. All right, I was watching this one on Twitter um, while commentating in, in Kingsman Breffney on on We Are Cavan. But Cuthill um, were leading for for long periods, and Cuthillins came back just at the right time to 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 get the result. Yeah, they they had a great fit. They're missing Eugene Keating. I think he was out of the country, and um, that was a great result because they were trailing the whole game. It was a smash and grab altogether. Cuthill had 19 wides and Cuthillins had four. Oh my God. So it was a total smash and grab. And, you know, it, it leaves Cuthill slipping back into the pack a little bit because they had two wins, didn't they? Yeah, they had, um, yeah, they had two wins. They beat Mullerhorn and they beat, sorry, they had a draw. Oh, right, winning a draw, winning a draw. So another uh, another draw would have had them sitting pretty on five points and that, that's a, or another win, sorry. So that's a bit of a setback for them. Yeah, the other games in the senior championship, um, Arva and Lavi. I was at this one, um, a very entertaining second half, I have to say. I've talking to some people who thought that the game overall was poor, but I, I thought the second half really lit up. There were some wonderful scores. Paul Cacrese kicked into flavour for maybe the last 10, 15 minutes and, and kicked two massive points. And I thought tactically it was very interesting because Shane Tierney in the first half was brilliant. Electric winning the ball with his back to the goals, to the left-hand side of, of the goal. And uh, and I think he scored three or four points in that first half. But then Peter Riley and the Arva management done brilliantly. They, they switched Cormac McCabe uh, to come back as a sweeper and just block up that space. So every time the Lavi lads luck to kick it into where Shane Tierney likes winning the ball, all because he was Cormac McCabe. And it worked very well for Arva and I thought that his brother Jonathan was exceptional going forward and, and actually working back as well. So Arva... I, I I have to say my heart just goes out to them the the draw that they've got first year up and senior you know you couldn't ask for tougher from from Cavan Gales from wasn't it Cavan Gales Rammer Cavan Gales Castle Rahan and now their last game is Rammer yeah so they've got they've got the champions 
the favourites the f- and the finalists and the finalists and the semi-finals of last year who gave the, the champions a very close game <laughs> like, you know, and were unbeaten coming into it like there's absolutely no luck in that draw for Arva you'd, you'd really have to feel for them um, Balanya against Castle Rahan. the interesting thing about this one I thought was an, and an awful lot of people again I, I, it, it never ceases to amaze me how people are so negative about football and I, I, I bring this back again to the fact that it's on RTE all the time that Gaelic football is terrible but people were giving out about this Castle and Balanya game and saying it was such a poor game I, what I loved about it was that Castle Rahan have tried something new and I've said this I said this on air and I said it to a few people Castle Rahan are kicking the ball now and they've got the forwards that can take advantage when they kick the ball once they get used to it now Key and Mackey didn't start for um, certain reasons and he had to bring him on Donald uh, the, Cavan, the Castle Rahan manager had to bring him on um, fairly early but he, he was pretty much non-existent but Sean Brady lit it up when he started getting that ball the long ball that they were kicking into him so Castle Rahan while they've changed their tactic and, and the way that they're playing they're still mean enough at the back but they're delivering early ball and that that will give them a chance if they get everybody playing to their potential so Castle Rahan is one just to kind of keep an eye on for me anyway oh yeah well look at their their uh, rating among the, the main contenders at the head of the betting to win it out um, I haven't seen them I only saw the last 15 minutes of the Arva game so I haven't seen them much this year I did see them in the league against Rammer and uh, they lost that evening but they showed a few good signs but good to see Sean Brady uh, back in the team and playing well scored 1-3 I think uh, yeah, I always like watching him he's a class act the goal was brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant Long was it as good ball. as the one he got in the county final last year no probably not that level but a completely different style of goal a long ball in and it, it was himself and Ronan Flanagan against the uh, the Balanya fullback Brady or is he O'Reilly? Aaron O'Reilly I think. But um he 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 was jumping up for the ball and he probably could have caught it and come down but he'd have had to face O'Reilly and instead of catching it at the peak of his jump he just flicked it down to Ronan Flanagan. So when O'Reilly came down hitting the ground at the same time as Sean Brady, he went towards the ball. Flanagan just laid it straight back to Brady who had peeled just slightly to the left hand side of the goals or well he was straight in front but still left of where he was and into the back of the net cool as you like but the presence of mind while he was up in the air obviously had a quick look flicking it down to, to Ronan Flanagan it was just pure class, class. absolute class, class. just looking at the table then before we go on to the fixtures in this um, Calvin Gale sitting on top they're the only uh, team to have not dropped any points in the senior uh, championship then you've Castle Rahan on 5 with that one draw with Lavi. Kingscourt on four, Kiligary on four, Crushala and Ram are both on four as well. So you have your top six there um, kind of out in front. And then the next two are Coothill and Lavi with three points apiece, but can be caught um, by Balanya, Cuhullins, Gauna, Lacken, and even Arva could end up on three points. Um, but the fixtures don't, um, they don't clear it up that much. Actually, sorry, the fixtures aren't coming up here, but they don't... Um, it, it it's all going to come down to the very last day, and they're going to they're going to run these games off. I'm hearing, or the, the proposal is to run them off at the exact same time, so that there's no, um, oh well, a point it will do us to give us that game in the quarter final. There's no fixing of it, which I think is a, a very very good idea. Yeah, that is a good idea.
Oh, here's a goal chance for the Gales. It's volleyed soccer side by Paul Graham. He's inside, and that's a super goal by, by Paul Graham. Very well taken, and that's the first score of the game. And again, just like last week, it it's a goal for Kevin Gales. Oh, Niall Murray's going to go for a shot. And the Gales crowd are in full voice now because their boys are 1-7 to a point up. And it's a long way back from here for, the, for Rammer United. It sure is, and I'm just looking around to see you know, where the leaders are going to come from for Rammer. And it's all over. And Cavan Gales have won it by 2.14 to 1.7. I suppose, look, there's no Cups won, won today, but, y y y you know, is, 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 are we looking at the favourites? Absolutely. Everyone's talking about Luna Bar, Cavan's most vibrant new venue. With our big screen TVs, live music every weekend and free function room, we cater for everyone. Luna Bar, Main Street Cavan, the newest hotspot in town. Moving on to the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship. Um, last weekend it started off with Lara beating Drum Lane by 9 points, 18 points to 9. And Red Hills running close on Swanland Bar, only a two-point game here, um, three goals and 11 to Swanland Bar and one fifteen to Red Hills. Um, I suppose the Lara locomotive keeps on rolling. They're, they're, they're putting themselves at the top of the table and putting themselves in a real strong position as they go to a quarter-final. Yeah, I, I've been very impressed with them. They're, they're, along with Bally they're the best intermediate team I've seen this year. I think they're... they're um, they know what they're about. They're a very well-balanced team. Like They've nobody in the top scorers list but mm -hmm. they're getting scores from all over the field and they are putting up good scores whereas Ballyhays are getting a, most of their scores from we'll say Tierney, Moore and um, Brady and Brady or Connerty or Connerty yeah you know they have their their attack is their strongest line uh, Lara are very strong all over the field if those two teams meet I think it'll be a high scoring game yeah, I think it'll yeah. be a good game I think so Red Hills against Swan and Bar the, the loss here leaves Red Hills out of the competition um, no points at the bottom of the table so you know disappointing year for Finton Riley charges yeah look at it Red Hills are in transition and it's you know they just have to hold on to their hold on to their status um, if they can because they're missing players and it'll be a year or two before anything comes true really so not much more you can say about it only that they're, they've been struggling a bit for the last two or three years I heard Chris Corn played very well for Swan and Bar yeah I mean he's a class footballer he's a really class footballer and Groach scored one four as well he missed was it the first game or the second game Which he missed one of the games that they were beaten in uh, Swan and Bar they've only been beaten in one game but that was the Drumgoon game and, and Chris Corn wasn't there that's he, no coincidence it yeah. makes all the difference like yeah and when Cavan Miners uh, involvement in the championship is over like they'll have Rory Corn back and he'll be a great help as well I know he's only a minor, but uh, a great talent. He's a hell of a minor. Saturday evening, then um, Drumgoon took on Bill Torbett and beat Bill Torbett by two points. It finished 110 to 11 points. And Baileyborough played out a draw with Butler's Bridge. Um, the Drumgoon Bill Torbett game, I heard Drumgoon now from neutrals that were at the game, Drumgoon were, were very impressive. They, um, they looked to be in. in Good control. A few late scores from Baltor, but made the scoreline look a, a lot better. But Drumgoon are surprise packages mm. and going well. Three wins out of three as well, um, and beating good teams. 
Yeah. You know, Dungoon oh, will be right there. They've a very good record in the last 15 years in that championship. They won it twice. Keith Fanning rolling back the years. Oh, one, yeah. two or one, three. Kicked a few worldies. That's what I was told. Absolutely class too, I heard it. Um, the, uh, the, the second game then, Bailiabur against Butler's Bridge. Alan O'Mara, apparently, now I, I didn't hear this firsthand, but apparently he scored a, a phenomenal point at the end. I heard he had an unbelievable performance, and that was Alan himself that told me that. <laughs> <laughs> but he did, he scored a point from, from 50 yards at the end, and uh, he, he saved the penalty as well from Johnny Leddy. So, yeah. deserving contender for Team of the Week. Yeah, definitely so, definitely so. Corner Fane had it easy against Kilishandra. Um, Two thirteen to seven points. I suppose that was it, it. Was it was the desire of Cornerfane really to 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 win this game really stood out. Probably the funny thing was that while Barry Doyle was working hard, he wasn't the scoring influence that he usually is. Yeah, he gets an awful lot of scores. He runs up some great tallies. Like yeah, he, he like he got ten points in the junior final last year and does that in league games. Gets nine and ten points regularly. He got something like that against Lara in the league game this year. Yeah, I think Corner he did. Fane. Yeah, I think he did. But. um yeah, I'm surprised that they run up such a big tally and Barry wasn't scoring heavily. Yeah, it just goes to show there's maybe more of a variety of, of players available there now. Like the, the young Andrew Wharton, a corner forward, I thought was very, very good this week for them. Um, he got a goal and, and maybe a couple of points along with it. So, Den and Shercock finished one twelve to two twelve. You were covering this game, Paul. Well, I fell asleep for part of it. <laughs> it was a poor game. No points in it wasn't. Shercock were more comfortable than the scoreline suggests. Then got a penalty uh, from Mousy Kieran four minutes into injury time, foul on Fergal Farley. But then were disappointed now. They were poor. Like I, I, I fancied them as an outside bet to win that championship, but they just, I think, they have got some good young lads have come into the team, like Thomas Edward Donoghue, Ben Connolly, uh, Conor O'Reilly. But I think it's just come a year too soon, or a year too late for the likes of Martin Cahill, Jerome Kieran, Mousy Kieran. Uh, good players, like class players over the years, but you know, it's just come a year too soon. I don't know if they don't have the same zip as they had in the legs. They're great warriors, great championship team, but uh, I don't think there's going to be a championship in them this year now. The final game of the weekend, um, Bally Hayes, six-point winner over Killing Care, 116 to 110. And I suppose the, the, the Bally Hayes flag still remains favourites. And, and I know a few of the Bally Hayes boys were, were saying, oh, I was drumming them up on, on We Are Calvin during the week, but... <sighs> You know, Damien, you can't win because <laughs> I, I I remember uh, um, clearly back in 2015, um, someone coming up to me from Ballyhays saying, do, do whatever you do, don't tip us. As if it makes any odds whatsoever who you tip mm. in the paper. Rubbish talk. Whatever, do, do not tip us for this intermediate championship. I said, fair enough. The following week, I bumped into a lad from Ballyhays. He goes, oh, you, know, you didn't tip us for the intermediate. Oh, you not give us a chance. And I said, here, that made up my mind. I said, forget about it. So you're getting that. I, I've heard it from Ballyhays people this week. Oh, you're, you're bigging us up in the paper this last couple of weeks. No, I wasn't. I tipped Ballyhays to win the championship. And since then, we have had two match reports on Ballyhays winning. You know, exactly. That's, that's it. Like, what are you going to do? And you're going to have a tour run this weekend. Actually, the funny thing was that I got I got that all right. Oh, do, you were you were drumming up and you were building up Bally Hayes. And I also hair. I also got then from one of the players. Ah, uh, we're, we're not weak or we're not cowards or we're not bottlers now or something like that from one of the players. So obviously I had been drumming them up while running them down, oh, which yeah. is a oh, magnificent talent. Yeah, well done. They did I, well to do that. I don't know how I done it, but it it was it was absolutely magnificent. I don't know how. I must read back to what I wrote or, or listen back to what I said to to figure that one out because uh, I don't know how I can drum them up and run them down at the same time well, I'll give you my honest assessment of Bally Hayes one of my best friends is the captain Shane Briarty and he, he's playing centre half back and 
I think their forward line is, is senior quality. Without a doubt. Agreed. Martin Connolly, brilliant. Trade trademark points outside the boot. Great engine. Egon Waters, fantastic engine. Literally a great athlete. He's mm. involved in athletics. David Brady, one of the best footballers in Cavan. He's got everything. Phenomenal. Huge man. Skill, power, speed. And of course, Kevin Tierney is top drawer and Park Moore. Th- their midfield, I think, is... Mind Colin Riley, who, Colin Riley while not adding on to scores, he's, he wins ball and he's, does the right he's thing. He's extremely intelligent. Mo- movement inside and uh, a great ball winner as you said a very selfless player and at midfield I think they're workman like and they always put in a good honest shift but I think at the back they're weak I think they're not as strong at the back this as is the Paul Fitzpatrick now not Damien Dunne yeah this is me who's big and bally is up I think at the back they're weak um, they have a new goalkeeper and I don't know how good he is um, he's done well so far hmm. but he's not proven as I'm saying and he, if they win the championship or if he goes on and does well, maybe Gary O'Rourke would be the goalkeeper who comes business end, who knows. But I think I think they're unproven at the back. And I thought against Kilnacare, well, your lads were missing Peter McKay, but I thought they looked a little bit vulnerable when Kilnacare ran at them at times. And Noel McGovern went off on a second yellow card and he had got a bit of joy from running at them. The Sexton's got a bit of joy from running at them. So I think Ballyhays, I tipped them to win the championship. I still think they will. But... I'd like to see the likes of Barry Kelly maybe back in the team. I know Brendan Lyons is gone. Ian Costa was gone from the team that won the championship. So it remains to be seen. Like That's an honest like, assessment of them. So you, you can't have it everywhere. You can't say, oh, you're bigging us up and then, oh, you're running us down. So that's what it is. But like, to be fair to, to Ballyhays or to, to, to call us straight up, while we did miss Peter McCabe, they were missing Sean McCormick from the middle of the field. And Barry Kelly, while he came on, he was away at... at his brother's stag I think or something there was an event that he he was away for the previous two nights so that's why he was only fit to come on for a wee bit so you know they weren't they weren't quite at full strength either but well I, I can't really speak because I did come out with a, an absolute Chris Chris Kamara classic I was commentating on the game with, with Kevin your brother <laughs> and uh, I was in a fluster because I'd covered two games already that day and I arrived in the ref and he covered Shercock and then and travelling around the county shit like a blue arch fly and got the, got the commentary the mixing desk everything set up and got scanned through the programme and immediately started commentating and there was emails coming in and texts coming in and all the rest of it and about 20 minutes in I finally drew breath and I turned around to, to Kevin and I said I haven't seen much of Sean McCormick in this game and he says well, that's because he's not playing <laughs> I said right what kind of a prize gobshine have I become yeah absolutely brilliant um the, the table then in the Hotel Kilmer Intermediate Championship has the three teams sitting on top, Drumgoon, Lara and Ballyhays all on six points, um, having not lost a, a single game or dropped a single point. Then you have three teams on four points, Beltorbit, Shercock and Swan and Bar, which make up the top six then. Um, and then followed in seventh by Baileyborough with three points. Then the crack starts where Den, Cornerfane, Killing Care and Drumlane all have two points with Butler's Bridge on one um, Red Hills and Kilachandra on none so as it goes into the final round being the Killing Care manager I was doing me permutations and, and probabilities and there, there's a fairly likely scenario that you will end up with from 6th down to ninth or possibly 10th that you'll have 4 four points teams all those teams on four points and it's actually bringing up a question that I, I have to put to the county board what if 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th and 10th are all on four points? How do you how do you play it out then? How does this work? Jesus, that's a good question. But that brings me on to the ladies' debacle, which we'll get on to in a minute. But yeah. I, th- I think that's a very good question. That's a very good question. It'll be interesting because it it's quite an... It's quite an 
and a likely outcome actually that it could happen um, but look we'll see how it plays out in the end it's it, the last round going to be very very interesting but we'll preview all them games next week um, quickly we'll get into the junior championship and th- the game of the weekend was the shock and it was a shock drum Strong, sorry, beaten Ballamacue 2 9 to 12 points. And, and nobody's seen this coming, Paul. No, I didn't. I didn't anyway. Um, but Strong have picked up. They're a good draw against Nockbride. Obviously, I've picked things up. Um, I didn't think Strong would be contenders for the junior this year. I just thought they were on the, the slide a little bit. But, I mean, they got the job done and got it done in style with a late goal. And Ballamacue will be sore after that. Mm, and after, after losing full forward I think it was Declan McEntee um, to, to a black card yeah to a black card early on in the game after he had scored 1-1 it was all the more impressive in fairness and, and you talk about uh, Rory Curran coming in after Tiernan Riley will make, it, make a big impact when the minors are done yeah, on that great drum scoring track, at junior yeah. level you know it's uh, Corla went down to Kildallan's 6-11 to 1-11. Kill Shamrocks maintained their winning run 3-13 to 2-10 over uh, Muncher Connacht. Then on Sunday, Shannon Gales and Mount Nugent drew in Ballyconnell at 2 o'clock. Bit of controversy in this one, was there? Ah, not really. Well, kind of. Um, what happened was the score, the scoreboard operator made a mistake uh, in the, around the third quarter and... Um, the Manusian players and obviously the officials were working off the scoreboard which can happen it was a high scoring game I think it was 3-12 apiece in the mm. end up and um, when Manusian got the equaliser at the at the, the very end they thought, it was, they thought that it was a winner and they went crazy celebrating and then Shannon Gale surrounded the referee and, and as it transpired but we had a reporter on the scene and he said that the correct score was the score that, that we're talking about 3-12 apiece so that was right. it mutual reporter there call it so it's it's fair enough. Uh, Templeport were beaten by Drummalee two fifteen to to one eleven. I wasn't at this game, but I had I heard that with a few minutes to go, Drummalee were up by three points, and um, Templeport had a goal chance, and they, it was slipped in underneath the goalkeeper, and Kevin Downey came rushing in, cleared it off the line, and up Drummalee went to the other end and and got a goal and followed by a point. I think it was to to really seal it home. But it was uh, that that goal line save and at, at top of that, I heard he had an absolute brilliant performance in the full back line for Drummalee. But it, Drummalee maybe starting to build a little bit, get a bit of momentum. Yeah, I would. I'd like to see the odds on that one. I would back Drummalee to go very very close to the junior title now. They're after getting two good wins there now against the head. Because mm. both games they could have lost just as easy against Shannon Gales and again against Everport. So I think Drumley are starting to click. They're only you know, I don't know how, how much commitment there was early in the year, but it's coming together rightly for them now. Like they've only got they're six weeks away now from probably winning the championship if they can keep it together and play to their potential and prove a little bit more. Um I think they they could be right there. Because, you know, they were playing senior football two years ago. They're they're a decent squad of players like yeah, the young Eamon Quinn at centre half forward scored a cracker, a goal. He scored two goals, but one of them was a a, a twenty one meter free that he he sent straight to the top corner, hit the stanchion at the back. So the guts to go for it and and the, the ability to finish it is Class. is something good. Dale faced Maher in the in the next round, who went down to Knockbride two eighteen to four points. Um, Knockbride in need of that win to to just I suppose reignite their championship. Um, having picked up a loss and a draw, the, the loss to Nugent to draw against them. Um, can't think who they drew it the week before. 
Um, Bray drew a trung, wasn't it? A trung, that's right, sorry. And then, so they're, they're now on three points. It leaves the table with Kill Shamrock sitting out in front, three wins from three games on six points. Then you have their neighbours, Drung, who have only dropped that point against um, against Knockbride. So they have five points. You have four teams on four points. That's Kildallan, Ballymacue, Drummolly and Mount Nugent. And then on three points, you have three teams, Muncher Connacht, Shannon Gales and Knockbride with Templeport, Corla and Mahara. Um, all on on zero points. So, and I think rumor has it that Templeport have um, have parted company with our manager. So, um, there's been changes ahoy. Well, sure, no point crying over spilled milk. <laughs> yeah, well, the milk is gone at this stage, all right. But it's uh, so Templeport, Corla, and Mahara all on no points. They can't make the quarterfinals. So there's nine teams vying for uh, that. Well, sorry, at the end of the day, there's actually only going to be three of the teams that are on three points now: Bright Shannon Gales and Muncher Connacht, um, looking to make that semi-final sp- or quarterfinal spot. Sorry. So, folks, that brings us to the end of uh, the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Later on in the week, we will be bringing you the preview between. Uh, of the minor All-Ireland semi-final Cavan's first since 1974 we'll have an interview with John Brady and uh, look forward to the clash with the kingdom we'll also be bringing you um, the results and some of the details of the Lahidis Championships which are down to semi-final stage at all three grades junior, intermediate and senior and the big news is that one of the one of the last year's senior finalists lacking have been exited but there's a, a story in that in itself